Hi, Ron here, and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. G'day, it's Ron here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to share with you my frustrations, I guess, about something. Uh, last night on my personal Facebook page, I shared a song uh, called Hi Ren by a guy called Ren. Um, and uh, it's secular music, and, and quite often I listen to a lot of secular music. I listen to uh, metal, to rap, to grunge, to everything, basically. I, I love music. Um, and and film. I like film, and I like art, and, and everything in this. But there's a problem, you see. I don't think the problem is mine, though. The problem is, if I put something up on Facebook saying, wow, this is incredible, listen to this or check this out, um, I seem to get a lot of messages from Christians who are, a lot of them are friends of mine, who who come on and um, want to chastise me or bring correction because I'm listening to things or, or watching things or doing things which is not of a particular Christian spirit. So um, they're not worship songs that I'm listening to or whatever and, and, and they want to bring correction because he's like, you're a teacher and you're a reverend and you should know better than to, to be paying attention to things of this world. I find this really frustrating. I love these deep people. They're my brothers and sisters, and I love you dearly. So if you get this and you hear this message, don't get offended. If you're one of the guys, because I got lots of people contact me last night because I put a song up. So I want to tell you why I like music why I like art, why I like film, which is not of a religious particularly persuasion. Art of all kinds is a distilling of the world. It's a response and a speech and emotion distilled into one product. It always has been. Back in the Renaissance, in in Dark Ages, all through it. If you look at the art of, you know, Hieronymus Bosch, even, you know, who is um, an incredible painter who wrote, who, who sorry, wrote, who painted pictures uh, like the Great Red Dragon, which is of... Um, uh, end times and, and directly his interpretation of some of Revelations. Um, there's a beauty in it, but people, are, are, are Christians are afraid of this stuff. I don't understand it. Why are Christians so afraid of listening to something which might be secular music, to something which might have swear words or cursing in it, to something which might have some other theme to it which isn't Christian? 
My question is, is your faith that flimsy that you can't believe in Christ, you can't believe in God, you can't believe in the gospel, that you think that some secular music or something is going to destroy everything? That's not the God I believe in. The God I believe in. It's the same with politics, you know. People get wrapped up in in, in politics and who's in and who's that. And I do too. I get frustrated with, with some of the, the political decisions which are made. But it misses the point. I don't believe in our political system. There you go. I don't believe in our political system. I don't believe in any political system in the world. Reason being is because I'm not a Marxist, not a communist, um, not a, definitely not a capitalist, and um, I don't believe in what we've got either. Where um, I'm a, a royalist, I guess. Um, I believe there is a king, and he is Lord. That king is God. And that's what I listen to. And, and, and the beauty which comes from art, which can distill the world and give you a taste of what people are crying out for. How are you ever going to respond with love and compassion, with a gospel which will compel people to realize that they have been set free by the love of Christ? If you don't understand them, Historically, through the ages, Christianity has stuffed up so many times when it's gone into, let's say Japan was a good example. Christianity went into Japan and it was problematic and there was lots of dramas and people were getting very frustrated that they weren't getting the conversions or, or the passion or the right connection in Japan. Um, when Christianity first went into Japan and we started sending missionaries, they never spent the time to understand the culture. They never spent the time to understand what they were going into. They didn't realize that if you come upon someone in the Japanese culture of the time and you said to them, uh, explain the gospel to them with love and compassion and, and got them interested, that for them to say, yes, I'm in, I believe in this stuff, I want to be a follower of Christ, meant something different to what it does because in that culture it was never an individual culture in that culture it was about family so so if i say yes i'm a christian it's not just me saying yes i'm a christian it's all the generations past it's all the generations forward in their culture which would become to that decision to be a christian so it wasn't something which the individual was likely to say and, and we had all sorts of problems because we couldn't interpret that culture. And we have this great, horrible tradition in Western society, in, in, in our society, where we look at every other culture. We look at um, the indigenous culture, at the island's culture, at everyone else's culture as a failed version of ours. It's not. 
by the time we, we, we do that and we try to dominate and push our ideas and our beliefs and our systems in upon something else, all we do is destroy that history, destroy that knowledge, destroy that beauty and the incredible knowledge which is behind that. One of the saddest things I ever read was that um, one dialect dies every 15 minutes in the world. Now, you, you, a, a language dies out every 15 minutes in the world. And you might think, oh, well, so what? You know, the, the, the other languages, whatever. But the person who died, who was the last one to, to know that language, also, we lose his history. We lose those stories. We lose the secret knowledge of what they had, um, whatever that is. And, and we have the audacity to think that we know best and we want to force ours upon them and which destroys their past without ever getting to know or understand their culture. And this is why I love art and I love music and I, I like film, um, not particularly the, the Disney stuff and the Marvel stuff and the stuff which is just pure capitalism, but true expression of society, of the world, of people, of their hurts, of their feeling. You think of places like Jim Crow America, uh, so Jim Crow America, we know it was horrible, we know what was going on, it was absolutely disgusting and horrible, but the expression, the music which came out of that era, which, uh, you know, the, the downstairs and the secret little clubs which were all over the place for the Friday nights and Saturday nights for, for the guys who were being persecuted and oppressed to express themselves, and this brought us such beautiful, incredible jazz, blues and soul music out into the world. Things like uh, Nina Simone and, and, you know, the list goes on and on and on of these incredible artists who, who was able to, you know, boil this stuff up and condense it down and get it out through their art. And, and today is no different. It looks a bit different. The music might be a bit different. There might be some curse words in it. But if you want to approach and understand the world to, to bring the gospel, why do you fear it? Why do you have a dig at me because I like to listen to this stuff? That I like to understand the world we're going into. That doesn't mean I'm of that world. I feel very alien at it a lot of the time but I want to understand it to make me more efficient and to make me be able to talk in a way which they can grasp, they can understand. But yet I get so many messages when I put something secular up or when something has swearing or, or, or when I swear, I swear, I'm a reverend, but I don't necessarily say I'm a good reverend. I, I do swear. Um, I try not to swear around people who it will offend, but I don't see a problem with the swearing itself. People say, oh, but it's in the Bible. I don't believe it is. I really don't. When they're talking about this stuff in the Bible, I believe they're talking about you can do so much more damage to someone's soul, to someone's life, by using carefully crafted words, which will do so much more damage than using a swear word. It's not about the word, it's about the intent and how it's used. 
if you use words and you might be so polite and have exactly the right words and the right vernacular to come out, which can cut so deep and do so much damage, but yet we're not concerned about that. This is ridiculous. God is so much bigger than this. And I, if I think that, that because I say a swear word or, or because I w listen to the wrong music or watch the wrong film that somehow it's going to affect my salvation, you really think it's that flimsy? Isn't that kind of rejecting the cross and grace itself? It really brings me back to something I read earlier in the week was, was Galatians um, 5. Where, where it's Paul's there and he's saying, uh, listen, listen, Paul's telling them that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. It says, once again, I testify, every man who lets himself be circumcised. You know, I'm not going to read this. But the thought is, the process is. Circumcision isn't important. What music I listen to isn't important. What films I watch isn't important. If I swear or the clothes I wear are not important. Every single life matters, and that's what's important. Every single life and every single person is a vessel for love, for compassion, for God, for Christ. And what is important is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And what God is doing through you into the greater community and into the world. And if you can embrace art or or some secular stuff which will make you more powerful and more accepting and and more um, have more impact in the world then more power to your brother and sister I get really frustrated when people send me messages trying to uh, tell me how evil or how wrong I am because I listen to something which has got a swear word in it get off your high horse Read Galatians 5 for crying out loud. It actually says, you know, if you want to go the whole way, what it actually says is is, is if you want to go about this and, and you want to worry about one little thing or whatever, a curse word or a swear word, well then, if you want to do that, that's fine. But you've got to take on all of the law. You've got to take on all of the law. Not just one little thing. And you will be justified by your actions, not by God, not by God's grace. Paul actually goes to the point here, says, if you're so worried about circumcised, why don't you go the whole hog and castrate yourself? If this is the problem that you're concerned, cut the lot off. Because if you do this and you worry about someone's language or, or what film they watch or, or what entertainment or, or what music, are you serious? That's insane. You might as well castrate yourself. Because if you think that's an issue, then you need to obey the whole law, not just one thing. 
and then your salvation is on your own hands with what you do, not through grace. This is serious stuff. And getting to know the world, particularly through music and the distillation of a world through art, will only empower you and help you to be more efficient to reach the world. Like those guys going into Japan, if they knew and understood the culture, they would have been so much more successful at bringing converts and bringing Christianity into Japan if they took some time to understand the world they were going into. Think about it. I know this is a bit of a heavy, heavy subject, but think about it. If you want to talk to me more about it, I'm always open. But probably be prepared to be offended. Because this is the one thing, one of the things I don't hold my punches on. I will not stop listening to music which might have the occasional curse word in or something because it brings me closer to those people in the world because I can understand their point of view and where they're coming from. And if I've got any hope of changing them and bringing them back to the kingdom of God and, and realizing that the full potential they have when Christ is alive in them, I'm going to do it. All right. I hope, um, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope this does something. I hope it makes people think. Um, I hope uh, it's something for people to chew on. Um, I really hope and pray that people will, will get off their high horse and bot stop being so concerned that there's a rude word in something um, and uh, find the meaning behind this stuff. Find how people are closer to God than you may have ever thought and it's just a tiny little thing you need to do to get them over that edge. All right, bye for now. I'm going to go... Yeah, yell into the abyss, I think, about this stuff a little bit more. And uh, hopefully someone's there to hear me. All right, bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today. <laughs>